Welcome to Humans of the Hospital. This is a place to listen to stories about anything from anyone in a hospital building. Straight from, say, a nurse, patient, visitor, or barista. I'm Ben Myers. This storyteller had his spleen rupture on the ski slopes. An emergency. We caught up by his kitchen, with laundry nearby. Naturally, things turned to food and about his favorite thing to make, Japanese fried pork, tonkatsu. I do not have a spleen. (laughs) Um, That all happened freshman year in college. And uh, I was basically skiing at the time with one of my best friends. And I had not fallen that day because most of the time when a a spleen ruptures, it's due to traumatic, uh, like a traumatic experience. Like you get into a car accident and spleen ruptures. I hadn't fallen. Uh, But I got down the trail, and at the bottom, as I was getting on the chairlift, uh, I just immediately went limp, and I actually almost fell off the chairlift. I had to kind of, like, hold on. I was like, I can't move. We get to the top, and that's when I get off the chairlift and just kind of collapsed. And Ski Patrol came by, and they noticed me. And thankfully, they were actually, like, right next to us. And they brought me down. That sled ride hurt. Like a lot, <laughs> and um, and I got in the back of an ambulance. His dad was there too, and his dad's a cardiac anesthesiologist, like a very renowned cardiac anesthesiologist. So it was great having him there. Um, and I get in the back with the paramedics, and they bring me to some local hospital. And that's when um, he noticed something was like really wrong with me, and I know something was really wrong with me because it was really painful. And he drives me down um, to a hospital he uh, sometimes works at, and he knew one of his friends was working there, and he's a Johns Hopkins trauma surgeon. And he brought me to him. He knew he was like working that day, because I guess when you're a trauma surgeon, you can like work up in New Hampshire for a couple days, ski for the rest of the month, and then go back down. Uh, nice life. And uh, so he was the one who actually operated on me. I think I lost like four liters or like, no, sorry, two liters. So that was, uh, it was very frightening because like at the, like as you, as I kept bleeding, it kind of get harder and harder to breathe. And so, you know, it's like you're getting kind of scrunched in into like a closed space. Um, and you, you can feel like you're taking shorter breaths because it's too painful respiration it's like (laughs) so at that point you knew that you were bleeding internally they told me they needed to put they actually didn't tell me they kind of were just like okay we're gonna bring you to the OR that OR that operating room is where they had to take his ruptured spleen out what's a spleen do what's a spleen do uh the spleen is gonna help clean up bacteria that are in your blood so I have an easy it is easier for bacteria to kind of chill in my blood especially ones that are harder to get rid of so i've had a lot of dogs when they see me they're like oh you get all your shots i was like yes i got all my shots measles is bad what do you have to do to be more careful or what Um, did you have to do the only thing it really uh hurt me is that i couldn't drink for like (laughs) eight weeks they're like, yeah, stay off the drinking and no going to the gym. I was like, gym, I can do. 
drinking, that, that, that sucks. I'm in college. <laughs> the only thing I really have to do is if I get a fever and it doesn't go away quickly, then I, I do need to kind of go to the hospital. Um, they had me on, like, penicillin every day, and then I noticed that was, like, really screwing with my bowels. <laughs> I was like, uh, can I not do this? And when I went for, like, a fall, when I got off campus and, like, was down in Boston, the doctor, like, looked at my meds, he's like, why the hell are you on daily penicillin? And I was like, oh, one of the, the doctors on campus said I should take it because I'm at risk for infections and stuff. He's like, dear God, no, you don't need to take daily penicillin. Like, that's just going to harbor uh, resistance. Like, don't do that, please. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I noticed immediately my bowel symptoms went away after I started stopped taking the penicillin. So why did your spleen rupture in the first place? Uh, I... Don't know, because I was not that promiscuous <laughs> in college. Surprise. Is that what happens? Like a mono? From mono yeah, it's or? mono. Yeah, I must have had mono. Because I remember a couple days before, my lymph nodes and kind of my neck was swollen whenever I woke up. It almost it got to a point, the two days before, I would wake up and i almost couldn't breathe like it was like so my neck was so swollen and then an hour or two later it would kind of go away with me moving around and i didn't really think much of it but i was going hard like i was skiing you know 30 run days uh and i guess that just did it you know they always tell you don't exercise but i didn't have any symptoms really other than that i wasn't like tired or anything uh, I know some of my friends who've had it and they're just, they're gone. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm to ski. Are you still allowed to ski? Oh yeah. I can, yeah, I can do anything active, um, that I want. Uh, and I still do. Or I tried to as much as <laughs> I don't have much free time, but I try to. Outside, he likes to ski, but inside he's really gotten into cooking. We're sitting just outside his kitchen, so he talks all about what he made earlier that week, a Japanese dish called tonkatsu. Um, earlier you told me you like to cook a lot. Yeah, cooking is fun. Were so, you cooking at that point in college? No, I was too lazy. <laughs> no, this is going to be a great interview. I can give you so much. Uh... There wasn't even, like, a communal stove for most of it. I would just go to the cafeteria. Nah, I cook because it's cheaper, and my dad would yell at me (laughs) for most if I, like, went out a lot. Um, So I do it mostly for that. I also, like, it's a great de-stressor. You know, you can kind of just focus on it, even though I sometimes get more stressed while I'm cooking just because I want to do a lot, and then it takes up a lot of time to prep everything, to clean everything, um, but I had, uh, cooks in the family, like, or at least my cousin is a chef, and so, uh, I always kind of looked up to him and wanted to, uh, and really appreciated how hard he worked, and it was nice to see a reward, and it's like immediate gratification of seeing, you know, when you cook something that someone's like, wow, that's good. Or they throw up and they're, God, you need to improve that. (laughs) Like, no, cook your meat next time, please. (laughs) 
And it'd be like, I'd always try and um, help out in the kitchen, um, especially uh, with uh, just, like, daily things. I was the only kid. Like, I have a younger brother and younger sister, and I was the only one who actually would, like, help out my mom uh, with cooking, because it was fun. And she would always, like, push me to do more and more. Um, you know, it was it was, uh, it was a great way to teach a kid where, you know, you, you kind of want them to fail so that they can, um, they try and progress, they try and move past that failure and succeed. Do you have a favorite thing to cook these days? Mmm... Or something recent? Uh, well, yesterday. His girlfriend. Loves this. Um, the uh, takatsu. I just fried up, like, I still have some leftover uh, fried pork. It's basically, yeah, you know, takatsu. It's just fried pork um, with panko as the crust. Uh, and it's so good. Especially if you put bulldog sauce on it. What's the bulldog sauce? I have honestly no... It's just like a vegetable sauce. I have no idea. It's just like a... It's a sauce that's used for specifically for tokatsu. And I don't know what... It, I think it's boiled down vegetables and soy sauce and other stuff, but... What's it taste like? Uh, a little sweet. Um... A little salty, uh, yeah, basically, it's definitely a sweeter, uh, taste to it. It's interesting that it goes well with savory, like, meat. He actually did have an idea. That's pretty much it. It's basically a thick brown Asian Worcestershire sauce. Bulldog sauce is the major brand of katsu dipping sauce. But, back to frying the tonkatsu. Um, so that's... That's uh, somewhat time cons- uh, labor intensive because you're you have to fry it and batter is annoying and you have to clean everything. Like I had three plates, one or two plates in one bowl, one for the flour, one for the pancos, and one for the um, for the eggs. And you have to clean all those. You have to uh, clean the counter again. Frying just sp- splays everything. His roommate like cooking next to me, and he's like. Uh, that look pa- that looks like kind of painful if you're getting like that close to the oil. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's much nicer when you have a fryer. <laughs> you just put the uh, put the box in. What do you like so much about the tokatsu? Uh, it's very juicy. Uh, just because what you do is you basically. Anything that you cook on a really high heat, especially when it's high oil, it's going to cook the outside really quickly. And then um, it keeps, uh, you kind of create this crust and that keeps all the juices in. So, like, if you sear meat, uh, more often than not, if you go to a restaurant, they're going to sear the meat really quickly and then throw it in the oven to finish it. Uh, Unless they do the fancy new water cooking that you do. What is it called? <laughs> sous vide. Sous vide. I had told him I had a sous vide, a little device where you can cook meat, sealed, in a water bath, and then sear it off after. Uh, unless they do it like that, that's the reverse. But more often than not, they're going to sear the top, create that crust around the meat, and then cook the inside with baking it, because it's more uniform. 
versus like if I cook on if you cook on a stove, you're literally just applying heat to one side. Um, so that's kind of nice with the breadcrumbs and everything is that when you fry something, uh, you kind of cook the top. And I don't really need to chuck it too. I just cook, you know, I just fry it and I take it off. I don't need to like cut it and be like, is it done? It's like, no, I know it's going to be done. And it's always very good. He mentioned how growing up he cooked with his mom. Well, he's been along for her battle with early onset Alzheimer's disease. Look out for part two to hear his side. Thanks for listening to Humans of the Hospital. Find all the human stories at soundcloud.com slash humans of the hospital. Reach out to us for ideas and questions at humans.hospitals at gmail.com.